You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with clients in over 20 Broadway shows now, uh, the West End. We have clients in Germany. We're actually going to chat with one here in just a few minutes. Uh, This is all via an interactive fitness app. So if you want to try it out, go to builtforthestage.com where our main mission is to build a bridge between the theater community and training like the actor-athlete that you are, buildforthestage.com. All right, let's get on to our special guest. As always, uh, got connected with our guest via just working together um, with fitness and just kind of getting ourselves ready for the stage. Uh, They were on tour with Hamilton for uh, four years in the States, and recently hopped on over to Hamburg, Germany, where they're in the production of Hamilton, serving as one of the dance captains. Please welcome to the show, Joshua Rivera. Hey, Josh. Hey. How are you? Welcome to Build for the Stage podcast. You're just sharing with me before we hit record that you get 24 days of paid vacation over there in Germany. How amazing is that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, shocking. Like when I first heard of it, I was like, there's no way. And um, I couldn't believe it. And then also because we started in 2022, I had also those days from last year. So I think for this whole contract, it was like 30 something days of holiday to take. And they make you use them. Do they, re- do they regulate it anyway? Like, can you use them all in a row? Can you say, hey, I'm going to take a 30-day vacation. See you later. As long as no one else has time off at that time, yeah, you could totally do that. You can just be like, I'm going to peace out for a month. I'm going to travel and go everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, they've got no problem. Do you have any vacation plans? Do you have anything in your mind that you want to do? Yeah. Well, I've done already... Um, I went to London. I've been to Paris. Um, I've done Amsterdam, uh, Copenhagen, <laughs> Berlin. Um, I recently was in Spain doing Barcelona and Madrid with my parents who came to visit me from Chicago. And then um, 
Next up is Lisbon, and then I go to Italy in August. Wow. I mean, living the dream, literally living the dream. Amazing. Are, are you from Chicago originally? Yeah, I grew up like in the suburbs outside the city. Okay. All right. So before we hop into like your, your upbringing, a little history on you, I'm curious as to like, is this like when you first start taking, taking voice lessons and you're learning like an Italian aria and you're just learning Italian while singing? Is this the same thing when you're doing Hamilton in Germany? Are you speaking German up there? What's going on? Like, how did you just randomly go to Germany and say, oh, I'm doing this production of Hamilton in Germany? <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is weird because this is the first translated version of the show so far. And um, I have zero prior German experience before this. I just, when I heard this was happening, I was like, I need a change. I need to switch it up. I'd been on the road for so long and, you know, the road gets tiring after a while. And, um, you know, I can't complain too much because two weeks stays in the city are long for some productions. But for how we had been before the pandemic, even like the two weekers, one after the other, just... Um, they were tough and um, Germany kind of popped up and I was like, oh, I would do that. You know, it's, I know the show already. I've done it for years. I've swung the show. And the hardest part is going to have to be to learn the show in German. And, um, so it was a lot of back and forth. And then one day they were finally like, all right, we'll take him. And so, um, that happened and it was quick. I only found out about a month before I had to leave. Wow. And are you the only American in the cast? How many Americans do you have in the cast? There are more Americans, but a handful of them have been here for years doing other uh, shows. I'm, I'll say I'm the freshest American on the show. I'm curious to like, how, how does it sound rapping in German, like the Hamilton lyrics in German? <laughs> it is, it's, it's incredible. They've done an amazing translation and actually, um, just last week, the German EP was released. So Spotify, Apple Music, you can go on to any of those streaming apps and listen to a, a collection of the songs like The Opening, Skylar Sisters, Wait For It, Room Where It Happens, Helpless Satisfied. Um, a bunch of songs are where we recorded them um, like a month and a half ago, maybe, and yeah. that officially got its release. So that's your best way to really hear it. But it is, it's a feat. Because the German language, um, it does take so many more words to sort of say how we would say something in English. And Good. so when you have like, you know, 50,000 words in the English production of Hamilton or something like that, you essentially double it to get to the German one. All within the same counts, the same rhythms, the same. They're not getting any extra space to say all these words. Um, so it's just sort of like, bang. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, well, then I know what I'm listening to the second we're done with this interview. I'm going to hop on over there and check that out. Um, okay, so going back to Chicago, when does, like, performing start for you? Uh, when I was three. I was a young, young, young kid. I have an older sister who danced and a twin brother. And me and my twin were so active that my mother was like, we have to use up this energy. We'll put them in, you know, dance classes as well. And I started tap dancing at the age of three and then sort of kept going, never stopped. I was a competition kid um, and uh, doing all that stuff until I graduated. 
would you say is tap your specialty since you started in it or did you not really stick with that as far as your focus? Um, I'm still, I would say I'm still quite good at tap because it's what it was always home based. It's what I did. I was a good tapper when I was a comp kid. I was, um, you know, then when you go to college, it's not really something anyone does at school unless, unless you do the musical theater route and you're, you're doing 42nd street or, um, Shrek or, you know, yeah. uh, one of those big tap shows, but I, I sort of fell off the wagon, but I don't think tap really ever leaves you. Right. Okay, cool. And then you go to school for dance theater for dance. It was a dance major, uh, Loyola Marymount university in Los Angeles. Okay. LA. All right. And then after you graduate, you stay in LA or you hop on over to New York? Uh, I stayed in LA, um, did like the regional theater scene, tried, you know, I went with the intentions of sort of being an LA dancer. Like I feel like so many competition kids do. And then um, my path sort of took a hard left, found theater. And then um, from my auditions in LA is, is where I sort of booked Hamilton. A couple yeah. Of weeks. Yeah. Two, I'd been auditioning for like two and a half years before I got the show. Okay, tell us about the hard left. What was the transition where theater came into uh, to your to your your life? Yeah, it was my senior year of college. Um, I had this amazing instructor um, who became a mentor to me, um, John Todd, and sort of was like, "Hey, this is a path for you. I think you should also explore this side." And um, I was really not a singer. I was not comfortable singing at all. Um, and then one day I sang a song and he was like, that was good. You just have to practice. And he would, uh, you know, really enforce a lot of positivity into things I were like most scared about. And then in the spring, I auditioned for the school musical. It was company, Stephen Sondheim. And, um, you know, it was sort of a funny path to get there, but I ended up getting into the show doing that it was my first real musical experience ever since like middle school. And, uh, and that sort of set me on a new path. Nice. When you booked Hamilton, did you book it on the first try? I hear so many stories of people going in for Hamilton for like seemingly ever, and then finally booking it after, I don't know, their upteenth time of going yeah. in for the show. Yeah, no, I, mine was very similar to that where I had, um, I had gone in, didn't get it. Um, I went to some open call. I was between agents. I was like, let me just go to this open call and we'll see what happens. Got cut, re-signed with a new agency, um, and then went back in. And then I think I had gone in like three times. They would come to LA like every six months about, I think, just to, you know, look for future replacements. And so I think it, I think I probably had gone three times before the team was like, okay, we don't need to see him anymore. Um, we're just waiting for the right part to come. We're just, we're, we're waiting. And sure. then it's actually been an entire year of nothing. No, it was, it was all of that. It was eight months of nothing. And then, Hey, can he come to New York? Great. Let me to, go to New York. Oh, to audition was, again. Yeah. To audition again. It was like four days. And some of my friends from LA had also gone. And so we were, you know, I had spent a couple of days, um, in New York, 10 to six in the room doing, you know, all the typical audition combinations and then singing and then, you know, come back the next day. Okay. Now come back the next day. 
then it was the last day. And, and then, um, and then it was actually an entire year before I heard back and they would keep coming to LA and it'd be like, should I be going to this and be like, no, we don't need to see him. We're just waiting for the right thing. We're just waiting for the right thing. And then eventually a spot opened up on tour and I had to resubmit kind of because they were like, oh, it's been a while since we know we've heard him sing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I just remember it was July the 4th and I wanted to just do nothing else but go out and be with my friends in West Hollywood. And I had set up the whole, you know, as as we do when we're doing self tapes, like everything was just built and the TV was on with the sheet music, Apple stream onto there and recording it all morning. And eventually was like, you know what, this is it. Send it in. We'll see. Five days later, I got the contract. And at the end of the month, I was out on the road. Wow. What a journey. So during all that waiting and the in-between, what did life look like? You're still obviously auditioning for other things or like what was what was that that waiting period like? Yeah, it was a lot of, um, you know, doing whatever came by regional stuff you know, around Los Angeles, La Mirada, Thousand Oaks, um, dancing and opera, um, you know, whatever comes my way. Yeah. And then, um, and then the day job, Yeah, work, you know, at this place called Stretch Lab at Y7 Studios and, um, an acai bowl place. I know how to make a really good acai bowl now, but there you go. Okay, so in the waiting, I want to like try to get into the trenches trenches of just like, you know, it's not always just ups, ups, ups. During the waiting, were there any times of like uh struggle of like feeling like you were just wanting to get that break per se? Um and you deciding to keep going. Like how did you keep going during all this time? I, I have this question for most actors because we have it and then we don't have it yeah. and then we have it and then we don't, you know? So I always love to just, where does that perseverance come from to, to keep moving forward? Yeah. I think, I think for me, I was lucky to sort of like stay doing the regional stuff. I think a lot of the regional stuff in the community that exists in Los Angeles within regional theater there, everyone is very supportive. And I have worked with a lot of incredible people and, and people that I'm still very close with and in touch with to this day. And um, we all be, sort of become a support system for each other because it, we know our lives do go like a roller coaster. And I think, you know, I sort of had to accept a lot. You know, I had given up on Hamilton. By the time I got that contract, I was like, okay, that's just not going to happen. They don't want to see me anymore. We're good. We have to take a break. You know, where can I where where's my next shift then if it's not going to be hamilton you know i have to keep focusing my energy somewhere else and um having sort of that support system to sort of help be there for me i think is what what pushed me and i've got incredible family who also 1000 percent have supported everything i've done and and relying on that even in hard times knowing like um it is okay to stop it is okay to take a break it is okay if you need to like run home for a month and refine yourself and refine your passions and get excited about it again because uh, I absolutely had to do that. I did. I I left Los Angeles. I said I need to. I just need to leave. Went home and had to had to have sort of that breakdown to sort of then rebuild myself back up and then keep pushing and keep showing up to auditions and and um, keep the faith. Yeah. When was this? When you went back to Chicago? Just timeline wise. Um. 
I'm uh, eight, I think maybe eight years ago or something. Oh no! Let's say I graduated twenty fifteen from school. Probably like a year, like a little over a year after graduating from from university. Okay, so maybe like twenty seventeen ish. Yeah, I think it was about twenty seventeen. Twenty yeah, twenty sixteen maybe twenty seventeen. Then I I was like. Um, yeah, I'd been in for the show a bunch because I think 2017 was when I went to New York. So probably the fall of 2016 was the time I was like, I I have to go. Yeah. Okay. So during that time, how did you reset? Did you just like step away and just let life take you? Or did you do anything like intentional? Like when you went to Chicago, I'm going to focus on myself and, and XYZ regards. I, it was a lot of focus on myself. I didn't really tell anybody I was going home. I didn't tell family. I didn't tell friends. Um, because I think I was also in such a, um, a dark place at that time of uncertainty of, of, um, of like where, where the weight had really gotten to me of everything. And so I just went home and it was just about me, I think sort of just pushing I don't want to say pushing through it as it like ignoring the problems, but you know, I had to stop. I just had to stop. I, I had quit my job in Los Angeles. I, I, you know, and I, when I went home for that month, it was because I, I just, I had to stop. Yeah. There was nothing else I could do than, than start again from the bottom emotionally, mentally, and physically before I felt ready to then um, go back to LA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so how did you how did you feel ready? When was it that you were like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, to go back? Um... I don't know. I think part of it is, you know, when you can't live with your parents anymore and, uh, <laughs> right. Whether I'm ready or not, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Part of it is like, okay, you have to be ready. You, you have to go back to live your life. Um, I think it was when I started for me, when I started missing things, you know, like I, I, I think I, I once again felt the longing to do things again. And I think that's when I knew I was ready. Got it. Cool. All right. Everyone that's listening, like, you know that you've been there and you know that we've all been there. So I just wanted to kind of highlight this to say sometimes you have to take the one step back to take two steps forward. So thanks for sharing that, Josh. Um, so speaking of like keeping or like finding uh, newness or, or energy or just like uh, 
that excitement for life. When you're in a show, when you're in Hamilton, no matter how good of a show it is, like a prolific show like Hamilton, how have you uh, reinvented your your day-to-day to keep that fresh feeling? Um, yeah. How, how has that journey been? Because I'm sure, like anything, it, it's a job. It becomes work. And no matter yeah. how cool the show is, it's still work. <laughs> so, yeah, how have you approached that? Um, I think when it came to life on the road, that that was one of the big things you just sort of had to do because um, traveling so much and then just going in and doing the show and you sort of just kind of, you know, when I was just when I was a swing, it was just about like clocking in, doing the show, showing up, you know, it just becomes um like you just go, I can just, I can press play on my body. As soon as I hear bump, bada, bump, bump, bump. I would tell myself what track I am, just press play and then go through the show. And to sort of break that up, it was about exploring, you know, all the places we would go to. And then when it came to coming here to Germany and sort of um, taking on a new role of dance captain, having a lot of responsibility, um, it took a long time to refine that because it was, you know, the second we opened, it was also about getting all the swings and all the standbys and covers into their next tracks and into their next tracks. And so for the first three months, it, it was nothing but the show. And we would do, uh, we started doing like family dinners with some of the people that I'm closest here with to sort of break that up, which helped because it was so, you know, mentally exhausting to not only increase my knowledge of the show because I'd only been doing those six tracks for the four years. I didn't have to worry about anything else. Then I had to double that with all the female tracks, all the principal tracks and be the only person here who have ever, who's ever done the show after the creative team left. It was just me. And that itself came with a lot of extra responsibility and a lot of extra questions and attentions and things that I I had to take on. And so once it came to about breaking up that schedule here in, in, in Germany and all that kind of stuff, it became really about these dinners. And um, I found a lot of comfort in cooking and specifically actually really baking for my friends because it's sort of the time I can like forget the world, come into myself, you know, take all the greens and then show up to work with delicious treats and make everybody love me more. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's so important that we can't just be so consumed with our our career or theater because, like you said, you just need that break. So besides uh, the cooking, baking, what other things in your life are not like performance related that you enjoy? Um, it's a getting to know you section, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have. While I was waiting for four o'clock to hit, I do have my my Nintendo Switch. Okay, there we go. There we go. Zelda: Legends of Tears. Um, is that your favorite game right now? Right now, it's it has consumed my life. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, a lot of people who who are, are into that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I also, um, I do. You know, with all these trips I've planned, I do. I take a lot of pride and care into planning these trips and we joke around and I used to do it on tour for a lot of my friends where we were in a city where like we didn't necessarily want to spend the day off in the city 
I would come up, we would call them trips by schwa because every uh, a lot of people in Hamilton call me schwa. Uh-huh. It's sort of my, that's my nickname. And um, we for, I would organize. For Josh, Joshua, yeah? Yeah, for the end. Yeah. Um, it was an old high school nickname. And I would organize these things called trips by schwa for me and my friends. And we would go find like a cabin somewhere. I would, I would, you know, pay for everything up front. I would, you know, get all the food, get all the alcohol, organize the menu, get a big enough place, organize the rides and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, everyone just show up and pay me at the end. And, you know, those kinds of things are also like a labor of love for me. It makes me feel so good. You know, it's stressful leading up to it, but it makes me feel good to sit back then and be at dinner with my friends on tour and, you know, the people that I call my family and just to see them enjoy themselves and create amazing memories um, off that kind of stuff. So that also mm-hmm. is one of my my big things. If you could remember from your tour days in the States, what if you like made this a thing, like a business where you would sell your nationwide tour guide to other actors on tour so that they didn't have to do that work. They could just be yeah. like, oh, you know, tours by schwa. There it yeah. is. Yeah, we we did. We used to joke about it. Me and one of my um, my good friends, who uh, is Angelica uh, Stephanie Umo, who's Angelica on the Angelica tour, um, we used to joke about that, being like, we we can easily make this a business because we're we just love the little attention to detail and making all the things special. We ha- we me and my best friend on the road um, hosted this amazing uh, Passover seder. Mm-hmm. in the mountains of North Carolina and had the most gorgeous cabin. You know, I printed name cards for everybody. We'd set the table. We had been cooking all morning and it was um, one of the best things. And everyone's just like, you know, you can do more with this. And I'm like, yeah, but we're busy with the show. Right, right. Okay, maybe in a, a future time, maybe in a future yeah. time. All right, let's have uh, a little bit more fun as uh, as we're already doing. Let's put you on the hot seat here. Just a little this or that kind of uh, setup. Going to put on some some tunes here. Let's see what we got. Yeah, let's do this one. Okay, Josh, welcome to the BFTS hot seat. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, simple one. Ice cream or cookies? Oh, cookies. Okay, if you're going to pick a cookie, which is going to be your favorite cookie? Oh, uh, oatmeal chocolate chip. Ooh, okay. Beyonce or Rihanna? Uh, Beyonce. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Uh, if you were to have to uh, listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would that song be? Oh, that is very tough. Um... Right first thing, now, yeah, first thing in your head. Here we go. Yeah, it, it probably like um, like Patty Labelle. Um, like I think about you. Okay, okay, <laughs> love it, love it. Favorite video game of all time? Of all time? Oh, geez, probably um, Kingdom Hearts. Of all the places you've traveled, favorite travel destination. Of all the places I've traveled, um, probably right now, especially since I just went there, um, Barcelona. Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly. Okay. Uh, Last question. 
If you were to be able to like uh, travel in time, past or future, where would you go and what time period w- would it be? Um, I probably wouldn't go that far. I'd go to like London in the 70s. Beautiful. All right. You are off the bill for the stage. Hot seat. Congratulations. Thanks so much for playing that. Super fun. Um, okay. Tell the, the chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. Do you make those yourself as well? I do. Yeah. Brown butter chocolate chip. Is that, one of, the, is that one of the things you make that make your cast members love you all the more? Um, it is one. My specialty are my M&M cookies though. They're the most requested cookie. Anytime we have a, a dinner party, it is like, but are you making your cookies? I love a good M&M cookie. Is it, do you like to make them crispy or soft? Um, they're a bit crispy. Yeah, meats. I, that's my preference. I like a crispy cookie. Um, all right. So before we uh, say goodbye, I just wanted to, to ask this, like, how have you been balancing fitness with your show? So oftentimes we hear so much that, uh, I, or I hear so much, I don't have time. I'm in a show or I'm it's too physical. I'm in a show. You actually, uh, we actually got connected while you're in the show. So like what made you be able to decide, like I can balance this or I need this. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I think the balance for me came a little bit, especially once rehearsals really slowed down, um, because I was not, and I probably should have, could have used better balance, you know, while I was in all those rehearsals, um, having to teach the show. But now that things have slowed down a little bit, I can stop and have more of my day to myself and a lot that time. Um, you know, it is, it tends to be hard on the two show days. And, um, that's a balance I'm still figuring out, especially when I know I have to perform that day and, um, you know, do all the lifting and all the partnering and um you know five show weekends are never fun on the body yeah. and to add you know two gym sessions on top they- of that sometimes gets uh exhausting but once you start you realize how much easier it's gonna get i think for me is like anytime i'm like oh that feels like it's gonna be so exhausting to work out today but by by you know Four weeks from now, once I keep up the habit, it's not going to be as exhausting. My, you will adjust. You will get through it. Just like you know, performing eight shows a week, it's exhausting. But we eventually teach our bodies to get used to it. And I think for me, it's sort of the same um, energy with with working out and performing. Yeah. Once you sort of push past it, then then you you get used to it, and you're sort of able to find the groove of, you know, having that workout, having that rest time and then having the show. Yeah, absolutely. You train beyond your show and your, your body comes accustomed, like you're, like you're saying. And also like the schedule wise, there, there is like a little bit of a dance to like, I don't have to work out on my two show days. Or I know that if I have an extensive leg heavy show, I might only do strengthening exercises for my legs on a I don't know, a Sunday, because I know I'm dark on Mondays and, you know, I have that time to recover, yada, yada, yada. So, okay, cool. Thanks for bringing that up as well. Uh, my last question for you, while you're in Germany, I love food, you know, what yeah. like German dish is like your favorite that you've had over there? I, um, 
I don't think I've really eaten traditional German. Oh, no. I will say, I'm trying to think on it. Like snacks, I think probably are, are probably the most German things I've eaten of like the like Franz Brochen. Okay. Which is like a, like a, it's like a pastry. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. And like, especially during the Christmas markets, which are like glorious here in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of just like German goodies that you can, you know, take and walk around with. But I'm not like, you know, um, like, like versed, like sausages are really big here. And like, you know, not I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, hilarious. Let's end the conversation for now on that note. I love it. Josh, thanks so much for being on Build for the Stage podcast. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right, everyone. Joshua Rivera, Hamilton in Germany. Amazing chat with Josh. Make sure you check out the uh, description of this episode where you can find uh, Josh's uh, handle on Instagram where you can follow along with his journey over there uh, in Germany. If you haven't tried out Build for the Stage, go to buildforthestage.com and we'll be on our way to chatting on that interactive fitness app. I'm Joe Roscoe. Thanks again. Don't forget, actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.